You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Lewis Bakeries, Bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now to the stadium. Calling today's action, here's Dick Palmer. Thank you and good afternoon from Reese Smith Field here on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University as we take you to game two of the three-game series, Conference USA, between the Charlotte 49ers and our Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Dick Palmer along with John Callow. John, the Raiders won a walk-off 11-inning game last night. Uh, almost four hours <laughs> in length, but it was worth every minute of it Boy. because they take uh, an early lead in this series and could clinch the series with a win tonight. Boy, you're right about that, and uh, we've got Eric Swan going. And he's been pitching well for the Raiders. Uh, the important thing is uh, we've, uh, we're winning, and uh, we've won four in a row, and it's time to keep it going. Raiders come in at 17 and 15. They are 8-5 and five in Conference USA and now tied for third place in That's the league. That's right. And uh, going into action tonight, that puts them uh, three games behind uh, Southern Mississippi, or three and a half games behind Southern Mississippi. Louisiana Tech's in second place. They've already lost once today. So uh, Marshall beat them. Southern Mississippi is uh, quickly uh, assuming the role of the class of the conference. And we will not see them till I think the last yeah. series of the season. It will be here at home. So uh, just we need to put that off as long as we can, I guess. But uh, the Raiders uh, need to win and uh, keep themselves in the middle of the pack, if not uh, uh, sort of at the, at the top of the pack where they are right now. Well, Tony LaRusso always used to say, let's win series. If we can win series, uh, we're going to be where we need to be at the end of the season. And I think that's uh, that's a good plan for the Raiders. In the uh, conference tonight, we mentioned the fact that Old Dominion and UAB have already played. Old Dominion won the uh, first did. game of a doubleheader. Nine to one. Marshall defeated Louisiana Tech uh, at Marshall. And then other games will have uh, Southern Miss at FIU, Western Kentucky at Florida Atlantic, and San Antonio at Rice, in addition to the Charlotte Middle Tennessee game here at Reese Smith Field. Walk-off win last night. The hero of the uh, of the Raider victory was second baseman J.T. Mabry, and we'll be talking with him when we come back. We'll take uh, our first break in the pregame show as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post.
Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some Bunny Buns and Bunny Bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Charlotte, second game of the doubleheader. JT Mabry is our guest on the pregame show. Have you dried out from that uh, shower you got last night? Yeah, luckily I don't think I got a majority of the water. I think Jackson Galloway got a majority of the water, so I was lucky. You expecting that when you when you rounded the bases? They'd been getting that ready for about two innings, so I kind of knew that was going to happen. It, luckily, it was me, so take that. You have played a lot of baseball now. Have you uh, have you had some other walk-off hits? You remember? That was my first one here. I did it a little bit in high school. I think I had two in high school in the playoffs, but that was my first one here, so it felt good. Pretty good feeling, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, I wanted to ask you this because we had a. Two or three strange things happened in the game last night. Uh, number one, we had a couple of uh, fly balls that, that got lost in the twilight or lost in the lights, one on each side, I think. Tell me about uh, playing in those conditions. Yeah, it gets tough here at night. We got the low lights, and it was a really dark sky last night, so it was tough to see some of those fly balls. But. You just got to point them out. As infielders, you try and help them out as much as you can, but you can only do so much. 
weird game with uh, uh, batter called out for interference and then batting out a turn in the next order. Uh, fortunately, we were the beneficiary of those. Yes, sir. I kind of noticed it. I asked Fausto after the first pitch was thrown to him. I was like, why was he up again? I thought something was up, and Fausto asked the umpire, and then they came together after he got that hit, and I, they got it right, I think. Well, I know the team had to feel a little down after leading the whole game and then having to go into extra innings, but we knuckled down, and uh, our pitchers did a good job holding them at bay, and, and we were able to get the win. Yes, sir. We should, I mean, it should have been probably a 3 nothing game. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot in the first inning, should have called a ball, but felt good for sure to come back after giving up the lead in the ninth. But these guys fight. We like to fight. We don't give up, and it worked for us last night. It's not often that you have a four-hit game. Uh, were you seeing the ball especially good last night or just putting some good swings on it? Uh, I just felt pretty good. My swing felt good yesterday. I mean, I got a lot of good pitches to hit, which obviously is an awesome thing as a hitter, and just took advantage of it. Your uh, your dad is with uh, Kansas City this year, I understand. Probably doesn't get to see you play very much. He watches. He follows along the broadcast, whether it be radio or on TV or ESPN+. Plus. So he follows along. I don't think he misses a game, really. He's just not in person. Okay, now we're looking for four more tonight and a Blue Raider win. How about that? Yes, sir. Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you, JT. No, no problem. JT Mabry, the Blue Raider second baseman, uh, the hero of last night's Blue Raider win with a walk-off hit in the bottom of the 11th inning. I think the teams are getting ready to go out for the national anthem, so we will take our break now and come back with starting lineups as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. And welcome back. The umpires have made their way onto the field. The two head coaches, Jim Toman from Middle Tennessee and Robert Woodard from Charlotte, exchanging their lineup cards at home plate. And it's time now to take a look at our starting lineups presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. And, John, let's give it a go. Well, what we've got is a little bit of deja vu all over again uh, with these lineups. Both uh, coaches, head coaches going with the same lineups as last night. That means uh, for the Charlotte 49ers, leading off second base will be Nate Furman. Batting second, Jack Dragham, the third baseman. Number three will be Cam Fisher, the right fielder. The cleanup spot will butcher the left fielder. Uh, batting fifth, the first baseman Jack Madole. Batting sixth, Austin Knight, the shortstop. Batting seventh, Jake Cunningham in center field. Caden Hobson will be behind the plate, batting eighth. And the DH, Drew Tindall, will be in the nine hole. And on the mound for the uh, 49ers will be a right hander, Hale Sims. For the Blue Raiders, leading off, it'll be Fausto Lopez, followed up by J.T. Mabry, Mason Spears, the catcher will bat third. Jackson Galloway in the cleanup spot, left field, and Wyatt Morgan, the D.H., batting fifth. Brett Coker bats sixth, he'll play third base. Tatsunori uh, Nagishi uh, will get another start at first base, he'll bat seventh. Brian Dillingham in right field, boy, did he make a throw last night, Dick? Uh, other than uh, uh, he was almost the star of the game with his outfield play. He'll be batting uh, eighth and playing right field tonight. And Luke Vinson, past ninth, plays center field. Eric Swan will be on the mound for the Raiders, and we'll get his numbers for you here in just a minute. So the Raiders have taken the field. The uh, umpires have uh, assume, are assuming their position. Ray Parrish will be behind the plate. John Ming Jr. at first base. Last night's plate umpire, Tyler Simpson, will be the third base umpire tonight. Raiders eight and five in the conference, trying to win their fifth in a row. They're 17 and 15 overall. Charlotte, four and nine in conference play, and they have now lost seven straight Conference USA games. They are 18 and 15 for the season. On the mound for the Raiders, sophomore right-hander Eric Swan. He's a local product from Oakland High School. And we'll take a look at uh, what he's done so far this season. Eric Swan making his ninth start, 11th appearance. He's thrown 36 in the third innings, given up 37 runs, 28 of them earned on 43 hits, 16 walks, 31 strikeouts. He's got a uh, 6.94 ERA, a 2-4 and four record with one save, but uh, I'd say he's been pitching better in the last month. 
So defensively for the Raiders, Swan taking his warm-up tosses with his catcher, Mason Spears. We'll have Brett Coker at third base, Fausto Lopez at shortstop, JT Mabry at second, and Tatsunari Nagishi will be at first base. Jackson Galloway is in left field, Luke Vinson in center field, and Brian Dillingham in right. Folks still coming in here to uh, the stadium on a cloudy uh, day. Did you get the uh, temperature? Last time I checked, it was uh, 71 degrees, and uh, it says mostly sunny. I don't see any sun at all. I see see a lot of clouds, John. 71 and cloudy, and uh, what little wind there is is coming out of the, uh, the south at 5. Okay, as Nate Furman steps into the left-hand hitter batter's box, and we'll square off here against Eric Swan as we get this game underway. Raiders and the 49ers of Charlotte. The first pitch of the game misses outside for ball one. We're underway at 6.01. Got it started a little quicker tonight. Well, that's better than last night. One ball, no strikes to Furman. Stands in hitting 378 which is third in Conference USA. Takes the pitch outside for ball two. Well, we already know uh, know that uh, Louisiana Tech has already left, so win tonight uh, moves us into second place, Dick. Well, let's do it. The pitch. That caught the corner. Two balls and one strike. Here's the count to Furman. Leading it off. He is... The conference leader in bases on balls drawn with 26 on the season. Did not get one last night, but he's now ahead in the count. Three balls and one strike. And Swan's going to have to come in there. The 49ers got five walks from Blue Raider pitchers last night. And there's the first one tonight as Furman takes it low for ball four. So he is... On at first base with nobody out. And the batter is Jack Dragum, the third baseman. Now let's see how quickly the 49ers decide to challenge Mason Spears behind the plate. Baseman number six, Jack Dragum. Well, they did last night. Got him. Came uh, out a little bit the worse for wear. They sure did. So here's Dragum. He will stand in there from the right side. Dragum last night had a hit in five times at bat. Takes the pitch high for ball one from Eric Swan. And right away, the Blue Raider infield looking for a ground ball that they might be able to turn. Swan having trouble getting the ball down. Pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss. There we go. The count will go to one and one. Outfield playing this uh, right-handed hitter about straight away. Nobody out and a runner at first. Throw to first and Furman's back in there. He has stolen 12 bases this season. So you got to keep an eye on him. I think he was the player trying to steal when the interference call happened late in the game last night. And there he goes. The pitch is a strike. The throw to second is not in time. Got in under the throw. Beat the throw, and that is his 13th stolen base of the season. Pitch was called a strike, so it's one ball and two strikes. 
throw got there. It was just a little bit high. Dragum steps out of the box. Stands back in now. There are the 49ers are in their all gray road uniforms. Green numerals, green uh, batting helmets, green caps. The pitch to the plate outside. Two balls and two strikes. Swan's last start in the first game of the doubleheader in Marshall last Sunday. He went four innings, allowed one run on three hits. One walk, had two strikeouts. Jaden Ham finished up in a three-to-one Blue Raider win. The pitch to the plate, swung on, grounded foul. Outside the bag at third, the count holds at two and two. Eric did not get the win in that game because he only went four innings. Jaden Ham uh, got the win, and uh, I think rightly so. He threw three hitless innings against Marshall. Don't know whether Jaden Ham will be available tonight. Went two and a third last night. I doubt very seriously if they would use him tonight. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and that ball right in on his hands. Handcuffed him. Drag him down on strikes for out number one. I know in his uh, post-game comments last night, uh, speculating about how he was going to roll his pitch out, uh, Coach Toman mentioned uh, James Sells is probably being available today. Cam Fisher will step in, the freshman outfielder from Knoxville, Tennessee. Fisher hitting 290. Swan checks the runner at second and delivers a check swing and a strike call. Nothing and one to Fisher. Fisher had a single last night, also drew a pair of walks. Well, Fisher is a, you know, has some batters get in there and just totally fidgety, and Fisher's exactly the opposite of that. Got a very, very quiet stance. One strike to count, the pitch. Check swing and a strike called. Cut that inside corner low, and that's a difficult pitch for a left-hander to handle. Two strikes to count now to Fisher. Steps out of the box, takes a couple of warm-up swings. Stands back in against the right-hander, Eric Swan. He stands pretty close to the plate, doesn't he, John? He sure does. Now he asks for time and steps out. I think got something in his eye. They're not playing him as a pull hitter. Uh, Benson is swung over a few steps into left center. His front foot is actually on the uh, on the line, the sideline in the batter's box. Here's the pitch. Uh, hit up the middle. That's going to get through, and that will score a run as the throw will come back to second and Charlotte, just as they did last night, takes an early lead here in the first inning. Run scoring single by Fisher, hit it right up the middle. And there's that leadoff walk coming back to haunt you. That ball, uh, the only one that could have fielded that was probably the pitcher, but except it was, what, about four feet over his head after that first bounce. So here is the cleanup hitter, Will Butcher, the left fielder. 
That's from the right side. He's the player who batted out of order in the game last night. And the batter who was supposed to be batting was called out, although Butcher uh, actually got a base hit, but he was removed from the base path. Well, he had been uh, called out to end the previous inning uh, for interfering with Mason Spears. Pitches inside, ball two, two and 0 to Butcher. And he thought I think he, he should th- bat again. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I think what he was probably thinking was that the play was at second base and the runner was called out, but uh, no, he was the one that was called out. So he Here's tried to bat twice. Pitch fouled out of play and it's two and one. Uh, Fisher had a, uh, not a huge lead, but his secondary lead was, he got a long way away from first base on that secondary lead. Two balls, one strike. Lopez playing this right-handed hitter deep in the hole. And there's a ground ball outside the line at third. Coker fills it. Tosses it back to Swan. Count will go to two and two. kind of caps the Raiders have on out there, John? Oh, let's see. Those those are the, uh, the, the baseball logo, like mine. But I think they've changed. Ground foul outside the bag at third. They've changed manufacturers. So the new hats this year are uh, that blue is a lighter blue. Well, it looks almost green to me yeah. from up here. But it is a blue hat. But it's a lighter blue than uh, we've uh, worn for traditionally. And they've got their uh, pinstripe, blue pinstripe uniforms on. The pitch outside. Got away from Spears, but the runner got a late start and did not go. So the count will go full to Butcher, three and two. Second three-ball count that Swan has had here in the first inning, and he is struggling a little bit to find the strike zone. Full count, three and two. We'll watch the runner at first. Fisher, see if he's up to any hijinks down there, and he is not going. Ball hit to the pitcher. Throw to second out. Mabry returns to first. Out, double play. That is a 1-4-3 double play, and we'll get the Raiders out of the first inning with just one run. One run on one hit. And with the double play, nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. Charlotte won, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Take it to the bottom half of the first inning. The Raiders find themselves trailing in this game by a score of one to nothing. It will be Fausto Lopez, JT Mabry, and Mason Spears here to face the right-hander for Charlotte, Hale Sims. Hale Sims making his fourth start, his 11th appearance. He has thrown uh, 20 in the third innings, given up 14 runs, nine of them earned on 12 hits, 15 walks, 22 strikeouts, 3.98 ERA, a one-in-one record. John, this is a large young man. Hale Sims, 6'4", 290. He is a junior from Paducah, Kentucky, and came out of John A. Logan Community College. He is, uh, he has a very good foundation. <laughs> Here's Lopez to face Sims, leading off the Raider first inning. And the first pitch to him is a strike at the knees. Nothing it looks one. like he could be a defensive tackle. They might want to get him out for football, huh? One strike count. And uh, misses low with a fastball, one and one. Lopez at 3.02, had a key hit in the 11th inning, led off with a single and scored as JT Mabry poked one down the left field line for the winning run. Foul still full swing and a foul off to the right. Big play in that inning was uh, the wild pitch that got Lopez down to second base. One and two the count to Lopez. Sims is out of the full windup. Delivers and a swing and a miss. Struck him out. He just threw that baseball by him. Lopez down on strikes. Sims uh, coming in, as John mentioned, uh, 22 strikeouts in 20 innings. Here's JT Mabry, four hit game for him last night and upped his batting average to 276. And that RBI in the 11th inning was his 10th of the season. Mabry takes a strike call, nothing in one. Fans still coming in here. It's early. Charlotte has a first inning run to lead one to nothing. Sims with the pitch. Misses outside. One ball and one strike. Well, I wonder how much shifting around they're going to do tonight. Uh, based on what we saw last night, I think it, uh, I could 
safely predict that we'll see a lot of it. They have the first baseman playing way off the base. Now there is our, uh, our. Now they're moving the second baseman into the hole really between first and second. He had been playing close to second base. They're doing it based on count. One and two the count. It's more of a standard infield right now. They play Mabry to hit to right. Takes the pitch up high. Two balls and two strikes. One of the things I meant to ask him but didn't get around to was if all that moving around while he's batting distracts uh, the hitter. I would think it might. Sims ready with a 2-2 pitch and a swing and a miss. Struck him out on a high fastball. So two up and two down, two strikeouts for Hale Sims and the batter is Mason Spears. Spears stands in as the Raiders leading hitter team-wise at 316. Six home runs, 18 RBIs. Base is empty, two outs. And the pitch to the plate is right in there for a call strike. He has been starting these uh, hitters off with a strike just about every at bat. Well, that'll change the whole complexion of an at bat. There's a little looper. Second baseman's going to take two steps back and take it on the fly, and that is out number three. So the Raiders go down meekly in the first inning, three up. And three down after one. It's Charlotte one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we go to the top of the second inning. Raiders trailing one to nothing. The 49ers who picked up a run on a leadoff walk and a base hit in the first inning. We'll have Badol, Knight, and Cunningham to face right-hander Eric Swan. Spears throw goes down to second base and Josh Madol will stand in. He is the first baseman and a left-handed hitter. Madol hitless in the opener of the series last night. 
one of those outs without even technically seeing a pitch. That was the one. He didn't see a pitch in that at-bat. That no, he did out. not. His teammate batted out of order, and he was called out. <laughs> Here's the pitch, and Madol looks at a strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one. That's not something you see happen very often, is it? Swan, the right-hander, delivers, and a ball hit foul off to the left. That one's going to be out of play. Count will be 0-2. Reese Smithfield on the campus here at Middle Tennessee State University. 330 feet down each foul line. Ball outside, 1-2. and two. 365 to the power alleys in left and right center. 395 to dead center field and the scoreboard in right center just above the 365 mark. And the lights are on here under cloudy skies. It's a pitch outside, ball two, two and two. Actually had the lights on during batting practice. So they've been on since at least, what, 430? Seen very little sun today, John. You won't have to worry about the sun getting in your eyes tonight. Well, I'm glad of that, but uh, the nice thing is the the temperature's temperate. All three is outside, three and two. That's 71 at game time. Very pleasant. Saw a couple of blankets in the uh, grandstand last night. There's a ball hit up the middle and just past Lopez into center field. It's a leadoff single for Madol. So the 49ers have put the leadoff man on in each inning. And the batter is Austin Knight, the shortstop. They've put the ball in play now three times. Single up the middle, another uh, a double play ball back to the pitcher and now another single up the middle. Knight bats from the right side, comes in at 266 on the season. And there's a ball hit back to the mound, bobbled by Swan. Coker picks it up, can't make a play. It's gonna be an error on the pitcher who should have had it and could possibly have gotten and out at second. Well, that I think is why he had trouble fielding the baseball because he was thinking about that. Where do I make the play? Do I make the play at second base? Uh, have I got time? And of course, uh, they're giving you an out at first and now you don't get either one of them. So now first and second with no outs and the batter is Cunningham, the center fielder. 269 for him, another right-handed batter. As Swan comes set. And the pitch right in there for a call strike. Nothing in one. Cunningham, eight home runs, 27 runs batted in. This team scores a lot of runs. Cunningham had the RBI triple in the ninth inning to tie the ball game last night. And he went right back up the middle with that off the wall in center field. 
pitch taken low and away. One ball, one strike. Cunningham thought about going after that one, uh, thought better of it. Count one ball, one strike. I'm sorry, one and two. And the pitch. Tap foul over by the Charlotte dugout. Just to show you the, the difference, the run differential, Charlotte as a team has scored 254 runs this season. The Raiders have scored 170. Wow. That is a huge difference. And the same, I think Charlotte's played one more game. Here's a one-two pitch. And Got that him. one hit him, I think. It did. That'll load the bases with nobody out, and we are not off to a sterling start in this game. Well, he had him, uh, had two strikes on him. Tried to come inside and came too far inside. So the infield will, this early in the game, will play back and try to get a ground ball. Time call. Coach Toman's going to go out and have a word with his pitcher. Blue Raider pitching coach Jerry Myers, not with the team tonight. He is still at uh, in his uh, his home in Indiana. His mother passed unexpectedly uh, several days ago. He was uh, not with the team Tuesday in Nashville, and more than likely will not be with them for the whole series. So Coach Tolman is going over some. Uh, basics with his team and what to do with the bases loaded and nobody out and while he's doing that uh, the Raiders have sent uh, a crew to the bullpen which is a little bit earlier than they usually do that interesting happening on campus today if Chip comes back up here I'm going to get him to tell you guys about it because he was there Involving all of our student athletes in all sports. Meeting is over. Swan back on the hill. With the bases loaded and no outs, the batter is Caden Hobson, the catcher. The left-handed hitter. The pitch inside, ball one. First baseman Nagishi is playing just a step or two in front of the base path at first base. Coker a few steps behind the base path at third. The two middle infielders positioning themselves for a possible ground ball. There's ground ball to Mabry out at second and the throw to first. Out double play, a run scores. But the Raiders turn two for the second inning in a row. That is a 4-6-3 double play. Madol comes in to score from third. Knight goes over to third. Cunningham is erased. And Hobson hit into the double play. So there are two outs and a runner at third for the number nine hitter, Drew Tyndall. That changes the whole complexion of the inning. So we're going to foul out of play. Got a chance now to get out of this with just the one run scoring. 
4-6-3 double play. And since it was a double play, uh, Hobson does not pick up an RBI. Tyndall takes the pitch outside, one ball, one strike. So it's two to nothing, Charlotte. Could be worse. Raider defense comes up with a twin killing. And the pitch. Missed outside again, ball two. I think I would uh, communicate to the pitcher that, uh, hey, this guy's a freshman. He's hitting 143. Let's get him out. Ground ball to short. Lopez has it. Fires to first, and the inning is over. Well, it's a good job getting out of the inning by Eric Swan, who was his own worst enemy in that inning, but the 49ers come up with just the one run. There was one hit. There was also an error and one man left. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning in Charlotte 2, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Raiders went uh, three up, three down in the first inning. They will have Jackson Galloway to lead off here in the second. Galloway, Morgan, and Coker for Coach Jim Tolman's team. Jackson Galloway coming in at 310 on the season. And he had a uh, base hit last night, one for four with a walk. Had a home run up at Lipscomb Tuesday night. Galloway, right-handed batter. Right-hander Hale Sims had a couple of strikeouts in the first inning. Galloway takes the pitch high and inside, ball one. So Charlotte with a run in each of the first two innings and a two to nothing lead. Sims been kind of moving in and out of the the rotation. There's a check swing and the plate umpire says, I got this one, you win. So it's one ball and one strike. His last appearance was last Sunday against uh, Southern Mississippi. He pitched the last three innings of uh, that Sunday game Gave up a couple runs in that game. There's a foul over in front of the Charlotte dugout down the third base side. One ball, two strikes. Last start was a midweek game on uh, April 29th against College of Charleston. 
One and two the count to Galloway. Sims with a pitch and struck him out swinging. Well, that's three out of the four batters he's faced now. So the Raiders have uh, yet to zero in on this big right-hander. And here's Wyatt Morgan. He'll stand in there from the left side. Be the first left-handed hitter to face Sims. Morgan at 288 on the year. Is the DH in the game. Takes the pitch inside for ball one. He'll be followed by Brett Coker. Strike called, and it is one and one. Well, at this point, uh, Sims is just powering up and throwing fastballs. I haven't seen anything much off speed. I guess he's going to throw them till we prove we can hit them. Yeah. The pitch. Ground ball up the middle. Base hit. Well, Wyatt Morgan can hit him. So the Raiders have their first hit off the right-hander Sims as Morgan singles up the middle. And with one out, the batter is Brett Coker. And with that, that uh, means uh, Sims will have to pitch out of the stretch for the first time today. Coker had a single in four trips last night. Stands in there with a runner at first and one out. Brett at 246 on the season. Sims out of the stretch, swing and a miss. One strike, Coker trying to tie this game with one swing of the bat. Now Morgan, the runner at first, I don't think is a threat to run, but you never know. He's got a, a pretty decent lead. The pitch, bunts. Pitcher off the mound, it's gonna be a foul ball. Rolled foul outside the line uh, as Coker tried to lay one down and surprise everybody. He was bunting for a base hit there. And he, uh, if he had been able to keep that ball uh, fair, he would have had a base hit because he did exactly what he needed to do. He surprised him, and uh, Sims was a little bit uh, late getting off the mound. The director of analytics out of the dugout again with his big board. Positioning his fielders. Check swing. Yeah, and that will be a strike, and that will be all for Coker. Another strikeout for Sims. Well, if he's going to strike everybody out, John, you really don't need to position those. You could be like the king in his court. Bring them all in. Was this guy, Eddie Fainer, was <laughs> yeah. that this guy's name? Saw him once right here at uh, at Reese Smith Field. Did you really? Uh, an exhibition, yep. Two outs now, runner at first. Here's Nagishi, Raider first baseman, and he looked to bunt. As again, they have that third baseman playing in the shortstop position. There's nobody at third. Well, he was able to get one, and now they're going to move him over a little bit and move him uh, over and in. 
ball one to Nagishi. Because he had a, a, a bunt base hit down the third base line last night. Sims out of the stretch, throws it to the backstop. That'll be a wild pitch, and that will advance Morgan to second base. And that's ball two to Nagishi. So let's see how they position the infielders now. They got the shortstop playing on the first base side of second. Second baseman is in the hole. First baseman's fairly close to the line, and the third baseman all by his lonesome over on the left side. And the pitch. Inside, ball three. Oh, with that wild pitch, Sims extended his team lead. He leads uh, the team with seven wild pitches. So he is king of the hill in the wild pitch department. <laughs> he huh? is. Uh, that's a couple more than the number two man. Nagishi should take this one, 3-0. and oh. It makes Sims throw a strike, which he does not. Actually, that now is that ball I four. think about it, that ought to put him one ahead. Uh, last night's starter, Will Lancaster, had only three, but he had three in the, the ball game last night, so he's at six. I guess uh, Sims wanted to break that tie. First and second, two outs, and the batter is Brian Dillingham. Ritter right fielder. One of the defensive stars for last night's game, in addition to having a pretty good night at the plate, the pitch. Takes it high, ball one, and all of a sudden, Sims has lost the strike zone. Dillingham had a pair of hits in the game last night. Time called, the catcher, Hobson, out to have a chat with his pitcher. As the Raiders have two men on with two outs. Third baseman comes over to join the conversation. And the 49ers getting uh, a pitcher up in the bullpen. It's like a right-hander starting to throw. No, a left-hander. Left-hander up in their pen. Sims coming in had walked 15 batters in 20 innings. He had struck out 22, so it's feast or famine. Right-hander looks in, the count one ball to Dillingham, and he swings and fouls it to the screen. One ball, one strike. Game two of a three-game series. We're scheduled to go at noon tomorrow. Hope we have uh, some clearing skies by then. Uh, the rain's supposed to be out of here by Daylight. Ball hit to right field. Right fielder going back, back, back on the warning track and makes a one-hand grab to end the inning. That's a good play by Fisher in right field. So the Raiders put a couple of men on, no runs, one hit, two men left. And we have completed two full innings at Charlotte, two Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists 
providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. We go to the third inning. Charlotte leading two to nothing. We mentioned a uh, gathering on campus earlier in the day. Chip Walters uh, is kind enough to step in and kind of give us the uh, scoop on what what's going on on campus. Well, uh, Dick, they had a the student athletes had been told to meet at the student union building today for a. A program. They weren't told what it was, but when they uh, got there at noon today, and all of a sudden the the speakers come out to, to talk, and it was Garth Brooks and Kevin Byard, and uh, and they they had a great messages between them uh, regarding character, leadership, discipline, uh, attitude, uh, and 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 really it was a very intimate setting where the the, uh, the kids had a chance to hear hear them uh, talk some things we could all benefit from absolutely absolutely and uh, you got your batter up there mr. Palmer and that is Furman with a count of one strike Swan pitch hit to left field and that's a base hit and mr. Furman has uh, now been on base twice we'll appreciate that and uh, did Garth have his uh, guitar with him? No, he didn't, but he's, he is at about, uh, what, 15, 20 minutes, he's going to be playing at Nissan Stadium tonight and again tomorrow night. But this is through his foundation where he does this in uh, towns uh, in uh, where he has concerts. And it was, and he, it's my understanding that he reached out to Kevin Byard, knowing that Kevin went to school here. You know, and Garth lives in Nashville. And uh, knew that he had played at middle and played for the Titans and kind of reached out and said, hey, you think we could do this at your school? And from there, it just kind of maneuvered to wherever it needed to maneuver to. And and that's how it all happened. And I hope that uh, I know the baseball guys in particular, uh, they're all country music fans. And they uh, I know they all had a big a big uh, time today and, and and you know the student the student athletes who did not know Garth by the, when they got there they certainly did by the time he left and and uh, and KB uh, was just uh, outstanding today and what a representative he is of, of our university oh good appreciate you coming by and, and filling us in on that yes sir it was good matter is drag them with a one strike count a runner at first and drawing a throw from Swan Furman ducks back in. Furman stole a base in the first inning, and of course he's a threat to run anytime he gets on. Another throw, and again he's back. Furman with a leadoff single, the third hit for the 49ers off Eric Swan. Dragum struck out in the first inning. Right-handed batter in the pitch is in the dirt. Good stop by Spears. 
Runner cannot advance, and it's one ball and one strike. Two to nothing, Charlotte Lady. We're in the top of the third inning at Reese Smith Field. Raiders do have a right-hander throwing in their bullpen. I'm trying to get a number. Expected might be Sells, but I'm just guessing. He's 40. He's, he's 43. 43. That's who it is. Time asked for by the batter. He steps out of the box. Berman leads it first. Swing and a miss. Swan gets ahead in the count. One and two. Uh, I, th I think uh, I would. Uh, Expect that the thinking down in the Raider bullpen is that, uh, based on what we've seen from uh, Hale Sims so far, he's not going to be giving up a whole lot while he's in there. So you don't want to let this one get away from you. A ball and two strikes to drag him. And hits a little looper over Mabry's head into right center. Fielded out there by Vincent. The throw coming in and the runner on first all the way over to third. First and third, nobody out. And that is hit number four off Eric Swan. Uh, as he can get this thing together, I think we're going to have a short inning, uh, short evening from uh, Eric Swan. Here's Cam Fisher, single in the first inning, and drove in their first run. First and third, nobody out. Raiders haven't pulled a double play in each of the first two innings. You can't ask them to do much more than that. No. And again, I think they'd uh, give up that run for the double play. Swing and a ball hit in the air down the left field line. Everybody on a long run. That drops in for a hit. And the run will score. Runners will be at first and second. That was a pop fly that... The left fielder Galloway, the third baseman Coker. Neither of them could uh, could get to it, and it fell just a foot or two fair. As they would say, that one had eyes. And I tell you that uh, somebody wasn't paying attention because uh, Coker had to go out and try and make that play. Fausto Lopez was out there trying to make the play. There was nobody covering third base. So first and second, no outs. It's now a three to nothing game. And the batter is Butcher. Takes it outside, ball one. Five hits, three runs now off Eric Swan. And we're still in the top of the third inning with no outs. And the pitch in the dirt, blocked by Spears. Runners cannot advance. Well, Coach Tolman said in his postgame comments last night he'd like to get six innings out of Swan. I don't think that is in the picture. I don't think so either. And uh, Sells looks like he's ready to go. Two balls, no strikes. The count to Butcher. They're sending... Uh, Mason Spears out to talk to Swan. 
I think that's a, a, a time move with 2-0 and o count. They're not going to make a pitch and change at 2-0, and o, you would think. But they want to John, make today sure. is Jackie Robinson Day. It is. 15th of April. And uh, all of the players in Major League Baseball wearing number 42 today. They are. I've had the uh, privilege of being in a big league ballpark on quite a number of Jackie Robinson days. And I got to tell you, that's uh, you can't tell a player by your scorecard. No. <laughs> on uh, on Jackie Robinson day. Two balls, no strikes. Spears back behind the plate now. Butcher stands in and the pitch is taken for ball three. Three and oh. That game at Ebbets Field before 25,000 some odd. And Robinson, when he broke in, John, was 28 years old. Yeah. He was an old, old for a rookie. They played the uh, Braves, and the Dodgers won 5-3 to three on opening day. There's ball four. Moves the bases. Have we? Second walk. There we go. Now we're going to get the, the visit to the, uh, the mound. Coach Tolman going out. He has already made the call to the bullpen, so we'll take a break. Tell you about our new pitcher when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Raiders have made a pitching change with the bases loaded and nobody out. Got a nice note here from Miss Hannah, who uh, will be uh, not be able to attend for the next few games, but she brought us a little going away present and wishing us a happy Easter. She's having knee surgery on Tuesday, but she will be tuned in, John. Well, we'll be here, aren't yeah. we? Are we here Tuesday? So we we do know that Don did not make those cookies that came in <laughs> yesterday, huh? <laughs> I know That's Don, right. We got uh, Belmont coming in on the. I know Don does uh, can do a lot of things, but I don't know if uh, the culinary arts are part of his repertoire. Uh, I would. Uh, I would not place a bet on that one. All right, tell us about James Sells now. 
Okay, James Sells making his uh, ninth appearance, all but one of them in relief. He's thrown 20 and two-thirds innings, given up three runs, all earned on 13 hits, seven walks, 21 strikeouts, 1.31 ERA, a two-and-one record with no saves. Last appearance was Tuesday in Nashville against Lipscomb. He pitched two innings, no runs, one hit, a walk, and three strikeouts. And the first batter he will face is Josh Madol. Madol single up the middle in the second inning. Uh, what a tough situation. You got uh, a run already in in this inning. You got the bases loaded, and there is nobody out. And again, the Raiders middle infield playing back. First baseman in front of the runner, and a ball hit high in the air and deep. It's playable for Benson in right center. The runner at third will tag and score. The runner at second tags and goes to third, and it's now a four to nothing game. That was the first pitch to Madole and hit it a long way. Well, if you sell, you just have to come in and uh, you don't ignore those uh, guys on the base. You just have to realize that uh, you didn't put them there. You just have to do your job. So first and third with one out, a run in. It's now a four to nothing game. And there are two runs in in the inning. Austin Knight, the batter. Double play here would be uh, advantageous. And the pitch to the plate shortened up as if to bunt and took it outside for ball one. Were they trying to squeeze the uh, runner in? That kind of looked like what they were trying to do. One ball, no strikes. The count tonight. Charlotte leading 4 nothing. We're in the top of the third. One out. Runners first and third and a throw to first. Runner back. Sells as a pretty nice move to first base for a right-hander. And he doesn't just lob it over there either. Here's the pitch. Missed outside, ball two, two and oh. Mason Spears tried to bring that back toward the plate. Complete umpire Ray Parrish wasn't buying. Two balls, no strikes. And there's a strike, good fastball from. Sells two and one. This young man can bring it up there in the 90s, and so far he's uh, showed that he can throw strikes. Two balls and a strike. Pitch to the plate, swing and a miss. Count will go to two balls, two strikes. Sells out of Winchester, but played his high school ball at Tullahoma High School. Two-two the count to the right-hand hitting Austin Knight. And a tap foul outside the bag at third. Actually didn't make it that far over in front of the Charlotte dugout. Nick, you remember the night we played in Winchester? Mississippi State. (laughs) 
Played two nights back to back, didn't we? Uh, we did. We sure did. Two or three. Yeah. We were supposed to open this ballpark with that series, and it wasn't ready. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. Knight down on strikes for out number two. Now we're sending, being uh, able to see a little bit of sunshine through the clouds. I see uh, almost blue So to there. speak. Yeah. Baseball talk. Yeah. Two outs. Runners at first and third. Here's Cunningham, right-handed batter, and takes a strike at the knees, nothing in one. Here's the pitch, and swung on and slapped the left field, a base hit. Pass to diving Fausto Lopez. And that will make it now five to nothing as Fisher scores from third base on the hit by Cunningham. All of these runs uh, charged to Eric Swan. Runner on second also belongs to Swan. This is almost a carbon copy of the game I started to watch last night when I got home. Did you make it to the end? Uh, no, I cut it off after the second inning when <laughs> San Diego was leading five to nothing. They eventually won the game 12 to one. Now, I wasn't gonna stay up for that. No. Two outs first and second. Here's Hobson. Well, I went home and started watching a movie. I didn't make it to the end of the movie either. Hobson, a left-handed batter, takes a strike call. Nothing in one. Or is this Tyndall? I think this, this should is, be Hobson. So it is, it is Hobson. The pitch. Outside, one and one. Hobson uh, hit into a double play in the second inning. Don't need a double play here, just need an out. One ball, one strike to the Charlotte catcher, Caden Hobson. Here's the pitch. Missed inside, two and one. That runner on second is still the responsibility of Swan. Runner on first is Sells man. Two balls and a strike to Hobson. Left-handed batter stands in. <clears throat> and the pitch to the plate, swung on, grounded foul, pass first. First base coach makes a nice stop, tosses it out of play. Two and two. He looks like he's got infielder hands. That ball well. He 
A lot of noble, notable things happened on April the 15th. We mentioned Jackie Robinson's Major yeah. League debut. And this was opening day for a lot of teams back in the uh, 50s and 60s. Pickoff played a second. Well, gets back in time. Before expansion in 1961, only had the eight teams per league. You only playing 154 games, and there was still a lot of Sunday doubleheaders scheduled in those days. 1954 was the return of baseball to Baltimore. After a 51-year absence, Orioles beat Chicago, the White Sox, at Memorial Stadium, three to one. That was uh, the move uh, from St. Louis for the Orioles. They had been the St. Louis Browns. All three since 1902. Three and two, right? You know where that franchise started? We're on the other side of the moon out here. I do not. The runners go and a little pop-up, shallow left center, and Lopez Dolfort couldn't get it. One run will score, and they'll hold him at first and third. So Butcher will come in to score. He was off and running on the 3-2 pitch. And that closes the book now on, uh, on Cunningham goes to third, and Hobson gets an RBI single. A little pop-up that just nobody could get to. Says Swan goes two-plus innings, uh, gives up six runs, all earned on five hits, two walks, a strikeout. And I think he hit a batter, too. So now it is six to nothing. Four runs have scored here in the third inning. And with two outs, runners are at first and third for the number nine hitter, Drew Tindall. That franchise started in Milwaukee, played one year in Milwaukee. Ground ball to first, Nagishi has it, and the inning is over. There we go. We'll continue that story later. But in the inning, nine men come to the plate and four of them cross the plate to score on one, two, three, four, five hits. There were no errors and two men left on. We'll go to the bottom of the third. Raiders have some work to do. It is Charlotte six, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, the big pitcher, Hale Sims, has himself a six-run lead. As we go to the bottom of the third inning, the Raiders haven't even gone through the batting order once yet. Uh, 
we've got uh, the nine hitter coming to bat here to Luke Benson to lead off this uh, bottom of the third inning. Well, that was not the hole that uh, the Raiders wanted to be in. Coming to the third. Here's Luke Benson, Raiders center fielder, hitting 231. Luke uh, 0 for 4 with a sacrifice in the series opener last night. Stands in from the left side. And Sims' first pitch is high for ball one. Another notable thing happened on April 15th, opening day. The first game played on the West Coast between Major League teams, the Giants and the Dodgers. Were they and in the Coliseum or in Seal Stadium? Well, it doesn't say. But Ruben Gomez beat Don Drysdale. It was at Seal Station sta uh, Stadium in San Francisco. Giants won eight to nothing in that opening day game. Two and one now the count to Vincent. Raiders trail six to nothing. That pitch inside almost hit him. Not many teams uh, were able to do that to Don Drysdale. No. <laughs> Not without paying the price for sure. Oh look, there's enough sun that it's bouncing off the scoreboard at Floyd Stadium. There's ball four. Benson draws a leadoff walk. Every little bit helps. The batter is Fausto Lopez. Well, if you're going to dig out uh, of a hole, you do it one batter at a time. Because there is no such thing as a six-run homer, is there? Another first on this day, and okay. you'll like this one, John. Bob okay. Gibson makes his major league debut April the 15th at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. This is in 1959, not the same year as we mentioned a moment ago, but a foul out of play. The year after that. One strike to Lopez. I tell you what, I think uh, I've seen a lot of pitchers in the last 50 or 60 years, and I don't think I've ever seen one as good as Bob Gibson. If I had to pick one pitcher to pitch one game. The runner goes and the ball is fouled off to the right side near the dugout. It's gonna be out of play. <clears throat> Vincent was off and running. That was a hit and run. And Lopez fouled it off. The count is 0-2. You gotta wonder what Bob Gibson would think about uh, this DH in the National League. They brought him in in relief in that game, and the first batter he faced hit a home run. <laughs> and I don't think that batter uh, probably uh, wanted to face him again. Oh, you? gosh. Uh, you'd be, you'd have, you might not get it in the ear on your next <laughs> at bat, but you were going to get it close. Somewhere down the road. Yeah, he, uh, he had a long, long memory. Pitch was high to Lopez, ball one, one and two. Benson, the runner at first. And the right-hander delivers, runner goes, pop foul this way, get ready, John! Right below us, I was ready. <laughs> it was coming right at you. Chipper got it, right down below us. 
Bad hands. Yeah, he bad had to, hands. Had to pick it up off the. Had to pick that baseball up off the floor. That's correct. That's the best way to get it. <laughs> One ball and two strikes. Rode first and the runner back. So that's uh, twice Vincent has taken off with Lopez batting, and twice Lopez has fouled the pitch off. We've never had one in the booth, have no, we? No, we have not. We came within a within, inch, within inches. Lopez hits the ball high in there to right field. Right fielder Fisher going back on the warning track, reaches up and right. makes the catch. He was, what, one step in front of the wall? Yep. That's the first out. Just a... Couple of, couple of extra bites of Wheaties this morning might have pushed that one out of the ballpark. Huh? Uh, just got under that baseball. They still sell Wheaties, the breakfast of oh, champions? absolutely. Here's JT Mabry struck out in the first inning. Benson, the runner at first with one out. And the pitch. The runner goes again. Throw down to second base is not in time. Wow. Benson swipes it. That is his seventh stolen base of the season. Yeah, it was not a bad throw. I thought the tag had him. I, I believe he just got his hand in under the. Uh, yeah, that was a close play. One strike to count to Mabry. And Sims ready to work. And off his handle, fouled it back to the screen. Count goes to 0 and 2 on JT Mabry. Bob Gibson was 23 when he was a rookie. And the guy that hit the home run off of him was a third baseman by the name of Jim Baxis. There's a ball hit in the air to left center field. Left fielder moving over, he's got the range and drops it. And runners will be in second and third. And there is another fly ball, John, that was misplayed by the outfielder and it's twilight time. Uh, these lights are uh, apparently tough. I, I, I was interested in JT Mabry's comments about the lights in your pregame interview. So I guess that will be an E7. It's gone up on the board as an error. And that will put runners at second and third with just one out for Mason Spears. And the pitch to him is grounded foul past third. Was it uh, Butcher, the left fielder? Did he? No, it was our left fielder dropped the ball uh, yesterday. Galloway was Galloway. the one that. Uh, it was Butcher they took out and put in Baker. Who made a great play immediately. Yeah. That happened in the middle of an inning. That's unusual change. Strike called, and it is 0-2 to Spears. So the Raiders need to take advantage of that era, see if they can. Push a run or two across here. Sims out of the stretch. Spears fouls it to the screen. Count holds at 0-2. Does 
need to string some hits together. Get that train moving. Raiders trailing six to nothing. We're in the bottom of the third. Runners second and third with one out. Sims with the pitch, struck uh, him out. Got him reaching. That's out number two. And the fifth strikeout for Sims. I think he turned around and they asked the umpire, was that a strike? The umpire, if I were the umpire, I would say, well, it was since you swung at it, but it was not a strike. Here's Galloway. Jackson Galloway struck out in the second inning as the leadoff better in that inning. Benson at third, Mabry at second, two outs. And the pitch low in the dirt, ball one. That was the fifth strikeout in three innings for, uh, for Sims. Raiders and the 49ers, second game of the three-game series. Raiders won last night in 11 innings, four to three on Mabry's walk-off hit. One ball, no strikes. Galloway takes a strike called, one and one. Well, the inning should be over as their left fielder, Butcher, dropped a fly ball. It was a well-hit ball, but it was catchable. One and one, outside ball two. Two balls and a strike. Sims up to 50 pitches here in the third inning. Center fielder swung way over into right center field for Galloway. A lot of hitting room in the the power alley in left field. There's a strike called. That was not a strike last night, was it, Dick? Don't think it was. Two and two the count now to Galloway. Uh, if, if you're getting that call, if I were Sims, that's where I'd be living, out there on that outside corner. They shift down and put three men to the left of second base. And the pitch to the plate is swung on and missed and the inning is over. Galloway fans for the second time. So the Raiders could not take advantage of the error. No runs, no hits, one error, two left. And here are your totals and uh, you're not gonna like these after three innings. Charlotte, six runs, seven hits, one error. Middle Tennessee, no runs, one hit, one error. Six to nothing, Charlotte, as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. You put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the fourth inning. The Raiders have made a change in the outfield, I think, John. Yeah, we got a change. Uh, it's the same change he made last night. He's moved Brian Dillingham over from uh, right field to left field and brought Eston Snyder in to play right field. Snyder will bat in the quarrel. Leading off for Charlotte in the fourth. Well, here's Furman again. They batted around in the third. Furman led off the first, led off the third, and now he's leading off the fourth. He's been on base twice and scored two runs, so let's keep him off base. Strike call, nothing and one. James Sells came in in the uh, third inning. The base is loaded. They scored a couple of runs. He was able to finally get out of the inning. There's a strike called, and it is 0-2 on Nate Furman. Third leading hitter in Conference USA at 378. And he's just a sophomore. Well, the 49ers scored four times in the third inning, but all four of them were charged to the starter, Eric Swan. And there's a ball just foul outside the line past the third base bag. Had an inside out swing, definitely trying to get that ball down the third base line. He didn't miss by much. There's a ball hit to right field, Snyder on his horse, can't get to it, it's off the wall, and Furman's gonna stop at second. Throw comes in, and that will be a double, and this young man has been on base all three times. Ball hit right down the line. Uh, he's making up for last night. Uh, uh, their leading hitter coming in, and he went well, one for four last night. Well, he's, a, he's two for two with a walk tonight. You know when you make a change defensively, you know where the ball's gonna go. He's gonna go, find you. Go right to that batter that just came in. And that, that was the case. Snyder made a pretty good play on it, held him to a double. I thought uh, Furman was, uh, the way he was uh, chugging into second, I thought he thought he might have a chance to go for three. So that's the third hit off James Sells. The batter is Dragum, who struck out in the first, singled in the third. And the pitch to the plate is a strike on the outside. No balls, one strike. Raiders have a right-hander throwing down at the pin. That would be Dustin Sprong. Ground ball to third and Karam's off Coker's shoulder. Picked up by Lopez, he can't make a play. 
And that was a smash. We'll see if they give him a hit on that. Might have taken a little bit of a bad hop. It will be a, an infield hit. And Coker almost in self-defense <laughs> tried to field it, but it caromed off his shoulder. Uh, yeah, the main thing was he kept that ball in front of him. And kept the runner at second right where he was. So first and second, uh, no way, outs, and the batter is Fisher. The way Furman runs, uh, he would definitely, if that ball had gotten past Coker, you know Furman would have tried to score. Here's the left-hand hitting Fisher. First pitch from Sells, swung on a miss. Didn't have a very good cut at it. I think he got crossed up on that pitch. Fisher two for two. Single in the first, single and scored in the third. Rushman out of Hardin Valley High School in the Knoxville area. Played at Ole Miss, went to Ole Miss, and then transferred to Walters State. There's a strike, and it's 0-2. So he's a freshman in eligibility at Charlotte, but he's been around a little while. Two strikes to count. Runners first and second, no outs. And again, the Raiders have had a lot of double play possibilities in this, every inning, in fact in this game. They pulled two double plays, but still trail six to nothing. The pitch, ground ball in the hole, a base hit. Here comes Furman around third. They're gonna hold the bases loaded. Snyder got the ball in quickly to Nagishi, and the bases are loaded with nobody out. And where have we seen this before? Oh, not since uh, last inning <laughs> from the same people. Left number 22, Will Butcher. Well, that is already 10 hits for Charlotte, and we're not through the fourth inning yet. They had four hits in 11 innings last night in the game, so they're making up for lost time. Now they're tearing us up in here in this front uh, end of the lineup. Furman with two hits and a walk, and has scored twice. Uh, uh, drag them a couple of hits. Now uh, Fisher with three hits. He scored once already. Butcher takes a strike call. Nothing and one. Butcher hit into a, a double play back in the first inning. I think we'd take that again. That was the ball he hit right back to the pitcher. Backed away from an inside pitch. One and one. Well, if he hits one right back to uh, the pitcher, in this case, I think Pretty good shot at uh, a one, two, three double play. One ball, one strike, and the pitch. Off-speed pitch caught the strike zone. One and two. I think that pitch fooled him a, a little bit. And I, I thought I saw a little bit of flinching in there, Dick. One and two, the count. Outfield about straight away for this right-handed hitter. Swing and a foul straight back. One ball, two strikes, count holes. I lost power for two hours. 
at home. Yeah, that's the first time in years my power's gone out. Oh, some dark clouds moving in. But uh, I'm, I'm seeing sky. Uh, we know there's going to be rain coming in later this evening. That's in the forecast. Not supposed to get here until about 11 o'clock. I would hope we're well done by then. I would hope so. Here's the one, two. And struck him out, I think. Or did he foul it? I think he fouled it. He did. I think that ball got a little bit of Mason Spears. And the way the umpire is reacting, he, uh, that's exactly what happened. Umpire, home plate umpire walking that baseball back out to, uh, to Sells. Third base umpire coming in. He's, the base is loaded, he's positioned out in the middle of the infield. One ball, two strikes to Will Butcher. And with the bases loaded, here's the pitch. And this time he did strike him out. Well, I got him on a terrible pitch or a good pitch, depending on your point of view. For him, it was a terrible pitch. I think Sells got exactly what he was looking for. So one out. So now a double play could get you out of the inning. Here is Madol. Single and scored in the second, hit a sacrifice fly in the third. He was the first batter that Sells faced. So Sells has been through the lineup once. He's still, uh, according to my book, has not allowed a run. There's a pitch outside, ball one. He did give up uh, some runs, but they were uh, inherited runners. And all charged to the starter, Swan. One ball, no strikes to the left-hand hitting Madole. There's a strike called. Took a little bit off, got it over. One and one. Sells with a pitch outside. Two balls and a strike. Bases loaded, one out, the pitch. Now a little looper into oh, shallow left drop. center field. One run scores. Here comes the second runner across, and it's now an eight to nothing game. There have not been a lot of terribly hard hit balls by this Charlotte team, but they have had excellent location. Well, they, they've been finding the holes in the defense, and that gets us uh, another. Uh, and we're going to see a new pitcher. So Madol with a two-run single just blooped into left center field. So Sells only goes one and a third. And we'll have the call to the bullpen now. As we'll tell you about the new pitcher when we get a line on him, we'll take a break and be back. There's pitching change on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee? Not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU. The University of Opportunities. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. New pitcher is a freshman who I think made his debut in the outfield last night. Jacob Wright out of Blackman High School. Now this six is two, a, 185. This is his first outing as a pitcher for the Raiders. So with runners at first and third and two outs, no pressure. It's eight to nothing. No, it's just one out though is the problem. One out and uh, two men on. So we'll see uh, how Jacob progresses here. Um, he's the younger brother of DJ, who was uh, with us, and I think he's may have some eligibility left. Although I think he was uh, maybe injured, hasn't played this year. Here's Austin Knight. He's the shortstop. Now, what uh, Raiders need out of right is uh, some innings. I think I said first and third, it's just first and second with one out. So the young left-hander comes set. Here's his first pitch as a Blue Raider and is right in there for a call strike. And that's the way you want to start. Eight to nothing, Charlotte leading. We're just in the fourth inning. Pitch low and inside. Preliminary line on James Sells. He goes an inning and a third. Gives up six hits. Uh, two runs right now, but two runners on base belong to him. No walks, one strikeout. I got him with two strikeouts. You're right. Pitch missed the inside corner. He uh, Two and a, one. Had a strikeout in the... Uh, Third, had a strikeout here in the fourth. But too much happened in between those strikeouts. Way too much. Two and one the count tonight. Swung on, popped up foul. Pitcher's coming over near the dugout. And I think he's, did he catch it or did it hit the screen? I think it hit the screen. It hit the screen. Yeah, the screen is definitely got a wobble in it. That was great hustle by the pitcher to get over there. 
Nagishi, the first baseman, and the catcher Spears also had a line on, but his, uh, Wright was the closest man to it. He was. Well, that was, uh, I'd have to say that was a sprint. Two balls and two strikes. Runners lead at first and second. And the pitch to the plate. Drilled to third off Coker's glove. Lopez picks it up. He can't make a play. And the bases are loaded. Well, that's twice Coker's had the ball drilled right at him and hasn't been able to handle either one. <laughs> Hit error. We're going to call it an A5. Center fielder number 33, Jake Cunningham. So now the bases are loaded again, John. With one out. Here is Cunningham. They're calling that a single. Hmm? They're calling that a single. Oh, I thought Tony gave me the thumbs down. Well... If he did, he changed his mind because what's on the uh, the stat master is night. Uh, oh, it is an error. Okay, he's changed his mind. One ball, no strikes. The count to Cunningham. The freshman, Jacob Wright, with the pitch, foul straight back. One and one. Well, this is the kind of game sometimes you see on getaway day. <laughs> this is the second game of the series. And the Raiders in the pitching department have just been uh, lacking today. Unless Jacob Wright can turn things around. One and one, the pitch is swung on and foul. Count will go to one ball and two strikes. Fisher, the runner, third. Madole at second. Knight lived on the error. He's at first with one out. Jacob Wright comes set and the pitch to the plate high, two and two. Nobody throwing in the uh, Raider bullpen, so it looks like Wright's going to get a Opportunity to throw a lot of pitches. Ball three is high. Count goes full, three and two. Nowhere to put him, Dick. Bases loaded, one out. Fourth inning, Raiders trailing eight to nothing. And a three-two pitch is swung on and popped up. And is anybody going to catch that first baseman? That's an automatic out anyway. It's an infield fly. 
put out to the first baseman, Nagishi, for out number two. So, good job by Jacob Wright coming in. Hadn't been for the error, he'd be in the dugout by now. Yep. Here is Hobson. The number nine, Caden Hobson. I guess anything uh, happens to score now would be unearned, would it not? It would, and uh, that means that uh, Sells is only going to get hit with two earned runs regardless of what happens from now on. Hobson is hitting to a double play and singled. Strike at the knees, nothing in one. Lefty against lefty. Charlotte's had 11 hits. I can't think, but maybe one or two that have been really hard hit balls. We had the, the one off the wall earlier this inning. And uh, I think we had a sharp single maybe to left yeah. or center. That ball hit him in the shoulder. That'll get a run in. That will be charged to Sells, but it will be unearned. And that brings the ninth batter of the inning. So if it's, you think they're going to get tired? If it's unearned, John, it still counts, though, doesn't it? It does still count, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So that is five runs in the inning. It's nine to nothing. Bases remain loaded with two outs. And Tyndall, the switch hitter, will turn around and hit from the right side. Takes a strike call. But one thing that Wright has done, he's, he's done a good job getting ahead in the count. One strike to count to Tyndall. This is freshman against freshman. Outside ball one. Jacob Wright is the third Blue Raider pitcher of the night. Charlotte has scored in every inning. Swinging a foul out of play. One and two. Tyndall is the only 49er who has not reached base in one form or another in this ball game. The one-two pitch is high for ball two. Two and two. Tyndall, a freshman out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Ashley High School. Two balls, two strikes, the count. And the pitch, high ball three. So you're gonna get the merry-go-round going here on the next yep. pitch. The carousel will start as Jacob Wright comes set. The runners all go and struck him out. Call strike three. Good job, Jacob Wright. And once again, Charlotte bats around and Tyndall makes the last out. One, two, three. Three runs. Three more runs. Score for the 49ers. 
uh, four hits an error and three left. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It is Charlotte nine, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and cheer the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. The Raiders trailing nine to nothing. We'll have Morgan, Coker, and Nagishi in to face the right-hander, Hale Sims, who in three innings has allowed one hit, walked two, and struck out five. Like that six. Six, yeah, he struck out two per inning. Morgan has the only hit off this right-hander, and that was a single in the second inning. Left-handed hitting Wyatt Morgan, the DH for the Raiders tonight, the pitch. Swung on, driven to right field, hit solidly, and it's off the wall. That's gonna be a long single for Morgan. Well, the, the right fielder got a good bounce off the wall. Was right there, fell at his feet. He was able to get that ball in quickly. Hold Morgan to a to a single. So Morgan has both hits for the Raiders tonight, and the batter will be Brett Coker. That ball was hit so hard, and it was a low line drive that Coker or that to Morgan rather could only had to settle for a single as they got it in very quickly. Swing and a miss on the first pitch by Sims. Coker behind in the count, 0-1. That fastball up at his shoulders. And the pitch to the plate outside for ball one. One and one. Coker struck out in the second inning. He has struck out two batters in each of the first three innings. Sims. Swing and a miss. And the count will go to one and two. We're making this guy look like Roger Clemens. I tell you. Now, in more ways than one, Roger Clemens had that kind of presence on the mound. Bouncing ball right side, second baseman charges, goes to second, out, and over to first, double play. That's a 4-6-3 
double play. And just like that, there are two outs, bases empty. At least he's not going to strike out two guys this inning. The batter will be Nagishi. Drew a walk on four pitches in the second inning. Sims might have a little trouble pitching to left-handed hitters. I, Morgan's had two hits. Nagishi has walked, and the other left-handed hitter in the lineup, Benson, has walked. The right-handed hitters haven't done much against him. Here's ball one to Nagishi. He's not seen a strike yet. Swung on, ball hit into right That's center field. Down. That will get down. Nagishi is on his way to second. And will he stop there? He does. That will be a double for Nagishi. So, what do you say we find a couple of more left-handed hitters and throw in there? <laughs> I'm with you. That's the third hit. Two by Morgan, one by Nagishi. All left-handers. And with two outs, the batter is Dillingham. Nagishi leads at second. And the pitch to the plate, line to right field. That is going to drop for a base hit. They will make the throw to the plate, and he is safe. He got under the tag. The throw was up the third baseline about, uh, about six feet and uh, about three feet over the catcher's head. He did make uh, pull it down, but at that point, Nagishi is under it and scores. So Dillingham with a single to right field drives in the Raiders' first run. That's the third hit in the inning off Sims. And now runner at first with two outs for Luke Benson. Benson drew a walk in the third inning and he is a left-handed batter. So it is now a nine to one game. Sims comes set, and the pitch to the plate. Benson tried to check, couldn't hold up. Strike one. Big right-hander ready to pitch, and Benson takes it outside for ball one. One ball, one strike. The Raiders get on the board here in the fourth. Vincent looks at a pitch. Shoo, called a strike. Oh. Count will be one and two. That's the that's that wide zone. The one-two pitch to Benson misses inside two and two. And again, the infielders are shifting. Third baseman is about where the shortstop might be. 
The shortstop's behind second base. Still a little bit on the third base side. Second baseman's playing deep in the hole. Runner goes, pitches high. The throw to second base will not be in. Oh! Well, he must have got the tag in on a swipe tag. I thought he had it stolen. So Benson will lead off the next inning for the Raiders as Dillingham is thrown out trying to steal. But in the inning, a run on three hits and nobody left. We have completed four full innings. It is Charlotte 9, Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. And we go to the fifth inning with the Raiders trailing 9-1 to to the Charlotte 49ers. Right-hander Jacob Wright making his pitching debut for the Raiders. Came in in the fourth inning. Did a good job getting out of the inning with uh, no runs charged to him. In fact, he had to pitch around an error and a hit batsman, but he got a strikeout to end the inning. And look who's up again. (laughs) Nate Furman leading off an inning for the fourth time, and this is the fifth inning. Takes a strike, nothing and one. Furman, a left-handed batter. Got the final numbers on uh, James Sells. Goes an inning and a third. Gives up three runs, two of them earned on six hits, no walks, two strikeouts. One strike to Furman. And the left-hander delivers right in there for a call strike, nothing and two. Furman has been on base three times, two hits, a walk, and has scored every time he's been on base, scored three runs tonight. Count two strikes to the Charlotte second baseman, Nate Thurman. Thurman. Nate Thurman was a basketball player, wasn't he? Yep. Thurman and swings and misses, Furman. and Wright has his second strikeout. Thurman looked like a basketball player with that swing. One out in the fifth, the batter is Dragum. Wright definitely uh, had him uh, out in front and totally confused on that pitch. 
Dragum has two singles, has scored two runs. He has also struck out, so he's two for three. He bats from the right side. So we're going to foul. So Charlotte spaces their hitters out from the top of the order down through the number six hole. The Raiders space theirs out from the number four spot. Right, left, right, left, right, left. Sounds like a drill instructor calling cadence the wrong way. There's a ball, one and one. One out, nobody on in the fifth inning. High for a ball, two and one. You know, there was a time, Dick, when the book said uh, your number two hitter should be a left-handed hitter. Uh, and that the, the idea, I think, was that you gave your leadoff hitter a, who presumably uh, would reach space and have some speed, you'd give him an advantage. Strike call to drag him. base. I don't think anybody does that much anymore, do they? Yeah. Two and two. Just low, ball three, and the count is full. Three balls, two strikes to Jack Dragum. He's the third baseman for the 49ers. Just missed, that's ball four. First walk allowed by Wright, and the batter is Fisher. Single, 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 two runs scored. One on, one out. We are in the top of the fifth. The pitch to the plate inside almost hit him. One ball, no strikes. Crowd's kind of quiet. Very. That one, same spot. Had to back away. 2-0 and oh the count. Well, we'll continue with our saga of April the 15th. All right. In 1915, the Cleveland Baseball Club played its first game under their new nickname, the that, Indians. That they... Uh, no longer used as of two weeks ago. So that nickname lasted from 1915 until this year. This past year, I guess. Till 2021, they are now, what, the Guardians? Yeah. I haven't figured that one out yet. Before 19, uh, before 1915, they were known as the Cleveland Naps. After Napoleon Lajouet who is their great star. Two and one the count now, and a throw to first, the runner back. In 1911, Grover Cleveland Alexander made his major league debut at the age of 24. With the Phillies? Phillies uh, rookie. 
That year he won 28, lost 13 in his rookie year. How many complete games do you think he threw that year? Seven shutouts, 31 complete games. Wow. Back in those days, you finished what you started, right? Pitch fouled away. It's two and two on Fisher. Give us a ground ball, Fisher. Let's see if we can turn another double play. Raiders have two already in the game. Runner goes. Strike call. Throw to second. Got him. And that is a double play. That's a strike him out, throw him out double play. And the inning is over. No runs, no hits, nobody left. We are halfway home in this game. It is Charlotte 9, Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. For the fifth, but we're not up six nothing. No. It is nine to one Charlotte. As we'll have Luke Benson to lead it off. He was batting when Dillingham was thrown out trying to steal. And then we'll go back to the top of the batting order. Benson walked and sold a base in the third inning. He was batting in the fourth when Dillingham was gunned down, trying to steal. Here's Sims with the pitch, swing and a miss. And Luke was a little bit tardy on that one. Nothing and one the count. Sims is still throwing gas. Raiders got to him for three hits and a run in the fourth inning. There's a swing and a foul out of play to the left, and the count goes to 0-2 on Luke Benson. A double play helped him get out of a, a jam in the fourth inning. Just as a double play helped the Raiders get out of a jam in the top of this inning. Two strikes to Vincent. And the right-handers pitch high outside, ball one. One and two. So who do you throw tomorrow, John, if you're uh, Coach Tolan? Well, you know, I think, uh, first of all, it's going to be a bullpen day. 
There's a ball just low, two and two. Peyton Wigginton only went one inning last night. Didn't throw that many pitches. No, I think he'll pitch tomorrow. I think he'll come back, start. They probably uh, will have him on what maybe a 50, 60 pitch. No, I think they'll let him go as long as he can go. Swing and a miss. Strike three, Vincent out. One out in the fifth. That is strikeout number seven. Let's see. He did not get a strikeout in the fourth. He had two strikeouts in each of the first three innings, so yeah. that's seven for the game. And the top of the batting order, Fausto Lopez, who struck out and flied to right. That matches his uh, Charlotte career high. Struck Outside, out. ball one. Struck out seven in his last start, which was against College of Charleston in a midweek game. One ball, no strikes to Lopez. Almost had one out of here in the third inning. Had the right fielder backed against the wall. And the pitch. Miss Lowe, 2-0. and There's a strike call, two and one. Just this week, the uh, Conference USA Commissioner's Office announced the commissioner's honor roll. Uh, Middle Tennessee had 189 athletes honored as uh, having a, there's a ball hit to left, a base hit. Having a grade point average of 3.0 or better. And I'm not going to take the time to mention them all because <laughs> Lopez with his first hit. I bet you more but, than a uh, few of them were baseball players. 22 members of the Blue Raider baseball team were named to the commissioner's honor roll. Eight members of the baseball team were named to the commissioner's, received the commissioner's academic medal. That's for a grade point average of 3.75 or better. I will mention those names. That's a pretty good accomplishment. Boy, you got that right. Here's Mabry, takes a strike call. So those uh, who were academically honored, Justin Goldstein, Nick Jones, Zach Keenan, Tatsunori Nagishi, Briggs Rudder, Eston Snyder, Jalen Wirtz, and our current pitcher, Jacob Wright. Congratulations. Good work. Good work. Oh, I need to get you to check our softball team. They started at 4 o'clock this afternoon, John. That should be over by now. One ball, one strike now to Mabry. Runner at first, one out. And the pitch. Swung on, hit to right field. That's going to find a hole. Lopez rounds second on his way to third as the throw comes in. And it gets past the middle infielders, but cut off there by the shortstop. And runners will be at first and third. So we're getting to this guy a little bit now. Yeah. That is three, four, six hits now for the Raiders off Sims. 
And the batter will be Mason Spears. First and third, one out. Blue Raider softball team suffered a 7-2 loss yesterday to Charlotte, and we're playing at 4 o'clock this afternoon. I'll have a score for you in just a minute on that. That is a small electronic device that you have. I wish mine were that small. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Runners at first and third. One out. And we've had a long delay here. And now the catcher who was uh, out flashing a bunch of signs will get back behind the plate and Spears will step into the batter's box. Well, unfortunately, it, uh, they dropped uh, the second game in that series to Charlotte uh, by a 6-2 to score. The pitch, high inside, ball one. So they'll close it out tomorrow with a single game. So will the girls' softball team be flying home with the with the baseball team? That I do not know. The pitch, outside ball two. Two and zero. Oh. There's a little movement down in the Charlotte bullpen. Two balls, no strikes. Raiders have first and third with one out. Sims with the pitch. Foul straight back. Two and one to the Blue Raider catcher, Mason Spears. Looks like they've got a couple of left-handers thrown in their bullpen. Runner goes. Throw down to second base. I think they've got him there, yeah. Mabry thrown out trying to steal. And the throw will go two to four for the put out. It's out number two. The pitch was a ball, so it's three and one to Spears. Tolman out of the dugout wants a uh, explanation on the call from the base umpire. Coach, pretty animated out there, John. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what the the argument is because uh, I oh, he just tossed it. <laughs> Tolman has been ejected. And this is the same umpire that he had a little tay to tay with last night uh, behind the plate, John. Yeah. Home plate umpire out trying to 
cool coach down a little bit. Of course, the Raiders are shorthanded anyway with Coach Myers not being with the team. He's still remonstrating as he uh, heads into the dugout. And he'll, there's a... So count to, three and one on Spears. Coach Tolman has been asked to leave. When you go into that dugout, there is a, a door there at the uh, the home plate end of the Raider dugout. And there's a storage room and a restroom back in there and a, then a door to the, uh, the exterior. I have a feeling that he's going to go through one door, but not two. What do you think? Uh, that's a possibility. Because I certainly haven't seen him uh, heading over to the, the clubhouse. Well, now, the, the play at second base was, was the play in question. I thought I, it was. I thought he was out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, I, I was a little surprised at the argument. You can understand coach being a little frustrated. It's nine to one and we're just in the fifth inning. Just had a just had a runner thrown out. So now the situation is three and one on Mason Spears. Lopez the runner at third with two outs. And if we can get back to uh, to action we'll tell you what's gonna happen. Uh, we won't tell you what's going to happen. We'll tell you what happens when it happens. Who knows what's going to happen? No shifting around by the infield now. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. Three and two. I guess they figure they've got enough runs. They don't have to do any shifting. Is that what they're thinking? I don't know. Full count to Mason Spears. And the pitch. Struck him out swinging. That retires the side in the fifth. No runs, two hits, one left. We've completed five complete innings. It is Charlotte 9, Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from the airfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Go to the sixth inning. And a new pitcher on for the Raiders. A man who uh, we saw Tuesday night in Nashville, Daniel Dewey out of Rockvale High School. That's right, uh, making his third appearance all in relief. He's throwing an inning in two thirds, uh, giving up three runs all earned on two uh, hits, three walks, three strikeouts, a 16.20 ERA with no record. But I think a better indicator would be his numbers from uh, uh, from Tuesday night uh, up at Lipscomb uh, in that ball game. Uh, he went uh, what an inning, uh, gave up no runs, uh, no hits, one walk and two strikeouts. And I think that was the game that earned him uh, a spot on the weekend roster. Raiders also have changed catchers. Briggs Rudder has come in okay. to replace Mason Spears behind the plate. So we've got a new battery here in the sixth inning, and the batter will be Will Butcher. No, it's not. And I don't have a 35 on that roster. Nope. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong roster. I think he's uh, got the wrong number on. And now. 45, 45, Dick. Oh, is it? Okay. And that would be Hunter Baker. Okay, so we've got Baker for Butcher again. And I will not go to nursery rhymes this time. We never did I mean, see one that. of those is enough. We never did see that Candlemaker, did we? Pitches low to Baker for ball one. I think the umpire's catching it from somebody in the crowd. I, I seem to pick up a little <laughs> something over my headset. Dewey's pitch outside, ball two, two and oh. Hunter Baker. A junior from Huntersville, North Carolina. Where else? Transfer from Florence Darlington Tech. Two balls, no strikes. Dewey's pitch in there for a call strike, two and one. Baker swings him from the left side. Top of the sixth inning, Charlotte leading nine to one. The pitch. Inside ball three, three and one. Strike on the outside corner. Three and two. If you joined us late, you're probably lucky. Charlotte got a run in the first, a run in the second, four in the third, three in the fourth, and they lead it nine to one. Raiders' run came in the fourth inning.
Oh, at the end is this inning, Dick, when you uh, give them the, the line score, they'll have all they need to know, won't they? That's right. There's ball four, and Baker has drawn a leadoff walk. First walk for Dewey, of course, on the first batter he faces. And the batter is Madole. Single, sacrifice, fly, single. Two for two. RBI. In fact, he's got three RBIs. Had a two-run single in the fourth. Left-handed hitting first baseman. Have a right-handed throwing in the Raider bullpen. Runner goes. Throw to second and safe. Pretty good throw by Rudder. I thought he had him. Wow. I tell you, after that call, if uh, Coach Toman had not been thrown out, <laughs> he would have been for he sure. Been now. For sure on that one. One strike to count to Madole, outside for a ball, one and one. Raider outfield just about straight away. Pitch to the plate, swung on, popped up behind the plate, rudder off with the mask, that one's gonna be out of play. That's another Zaxby's One and two, and a young man has a souvenir, which he can turn in for a valuable prize, but he's going to stick that in his pocket. Well, I would too. <laughs> One and two. I almost had a valuable prize uh, earlier in this game. John, I was, I was fearful that that ball was going to come in on your side. Well, you know what, Dick? I would have picked it up off the floor just like Chip Walters did right below us. Swinging a foul to the screen. One and two. I had a couple do that to me in the press box in uh, AutoZone Park down in Memphis years ago. I was down there covering the sounds. Had one punch a hole in the wall. There was a wall like we've got here behind us. Swing and a foul over by the Raider dugout, one and two. Foul ball punched a hole in the, the drywall. Well, I had one come in on me at Southern Miss during the tournament one year, and it came back so fast I never saw it. It just, I felt it. I felt, <laughs> a, I felt a breeze as it sailed by my head, and I stuck that one in my bag. I've still got it somewhere. It had my name on it. The one-two pitch. Struck him out with a changeup. Nice pitch. Daniel Dewey, that is his first strikeout. And with one out, the batter is Austin Knight. Shortstop number 14, Austin Knight. Runner at second. One out in the sixth. Charlotte leading nine to one.
Dewey checks the runner at second. He's going to try to steal third. And he does successfully. I guess they say no lead is safe enough, but uh, baseball etiquette says you don't try to embarrass your opponent. And with a nine to one lead, I wouldn't take too kindly to that. And it's going to be. There's a ball hit in the air to left field. And again, Dillingham staggered a little bit as he caught it. The runner will tag and score after the catch. So it is now 10 to one. Sacrifice fly, run batted in for a night. Well, that's what a leadoff walk will do to you. How many times did you see that happen? Here's Cunningham. Actually, that's the second time we've seen a leadoff walk in this ball game come around to score. Pitch is high and outside, ball one to Cunningham. Cunningham today has walked, singled, and popped out. 10 to one, Charlotte in the lead. The pitch. A little number hit to first base. Nagishi has it, makes the play unassisted, and that is all in the sixth inning. One run, no hits, and nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Charlotte 10, Middle Tennessee 1. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. 